Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Travis here again on the week of weeks, the week where you now know, did you make the playoffs? Did you not make the playoffs? If you did, you're welcome. You did it because of our wonderful advice. If you got the 101, you're welcome. You did it because of our wonderful advice. I mean, let's face it, the 101 is a victory, as long as you did it on purpose. If you did it by accident, maybe you should, you know, listen to us more all right well let, let's jump into it happy playoffs happy all of that but uh john has quarterbacks so john who are we talking about so i i there were a couple of quarterbacks that i thought about bringing today and when i went to the rankings of the calculator they're close by rank but they're far apart by value um so i chose one of them and I'm going to present him along with a few other quarterbacks just around him. But then I'm really curious how he stacks up, how you guys think he stacks up against other positions. I wanted to bring Fields or Love. Fields still has a decent amount of value, but he's like at the bottom of a tier now. And then there's a pretty yeah. clear tier break where the value just plummets. And that's where Jordan Love is, <laughs> where that value has dropped. Although for Jordan Love, his value seems to be a lot higher than it used to be, I think. So Jordan Love comes in on the calculator 29.6. That's equivalent to the 1.04, otherwise known as where you might get Drake May territory. Um, so let's start out with the pick. Oh, whoa, Not for Travis. Travis is shaking his head big time now. Uh, is that because you think he goes earlier or you just want nothing to do with Drake May? No, I mean, I, I would, I, I just would prefer, uh, yeah, Drake May or Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels. I mean, I get, I get any of the three, to be honest. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what yeah. you might get. You're not getting Caleb Williams at the 104. No, no. And Marvin no, Harrison's no. probably going to 102, most likely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I'm saying, and, and if you're, you and if you're in the league, if you're in the league, Brock Powers is going here. up there. So <laughs> he's probably on my, on my team now. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe. No, probably not. Not, 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 probably not, no. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think 104 is, you have a shot at getting Drake May at the 104, I would say. But would you give that for Jordan Love right now? No. Me neither. No way. No yeah. way. This, this one feels like we're already into that season where the pick is just going to be so much more valuable every time. Very hard to give up, yeah. Um, if Jaden Daniels ends up being like, valuable uh then i really want the pick because then i'm guaranteed to get like a quarterback that i want or my worst outcome is three quarterbacks go in the draft and i get marvin harrison <laughs> like okay that's fine by me so yeah keeping the pick i think is pretty easy here the rank i don't like i said i only have a few so there's three people on the list here to rank sam Howell, jared goff jordan love I mean, I could, I mean, I can do that. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Jordan Love, Jared Goff, Sam Howell. And it's only because I want to put Howell second, but I feel much safer in Jared Goff's job next year than I do in Sam Howell's. I really? like it. I I really like Sam Howell, but he's great for fantasy. But he's okay for real life. Makes plenty of 
you know, real QB mistakes, lots of bad interceptions. The amount of screens this man throws interceptions on is a little embarrassing. Um, like, I like him. I, I don't know if that's enough. Like, the coaching staff is not super safe at the moment, I think. And especially seeing every single year, and I really, I, I really hope it comes true, like, the enemy needs to be a head coach somewhere. I was hoping it would be in Washington because I think that would help Howell keep his job, but there's a chance it's not. So if for some reason Rivera goes and the enemy is gone, then I think there's no safety in Howell whatsoever. So like, again, like I, I, I want to put Howell second, but I just feel so much more confident in Jared Goff's position that I have to move him there. What about you, Travis? Oh, man. I actually – I'm going to lean with Jared Goff um, first. And then, uh, I mean, it's really tough uh, between Howell and Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love, he, he's kind of solidified his – he's definitely – he feels safe, you know. Now, at this point, he didn't yeah. earlier in the year. Uh, Sam Howell, yeah, I, I think for the reasons that you stated, he's probably just barely, barely third for me because I'm really, really high. I've been for a long time on Sam Howell. And I'm really glad that despite the NFL's mistake, you know, letting him drop as far as he did, um, you know, that he did get a fair shake at a uh, starting opportunity this year. And it has been fun to see him kind of develop in certain areas of his game uh, because he actually has been cutting down the sack percentage and uh, overall total sacks that he's been taking per game. Um, it's still going to be pretty rough on the season, but, you know, he hasn't had a, you know, a six, seven, eight, nine sack performance <laughs> like he had earlier in the season um, at all lately. In fact, for the past six weeks, I think he hasn't had more than four, and he's been averaging three or less, um, which is not great still, but it's it's an improvement. So we, we're seeing an improvement in certain aspects of his game. He's still you know, turning the ball over too much. Uh, so with the turnovers and the sack issues being off and on this year and the coaching staff being where they are, it's still risky, although I still – a firm believer in the talent um, dating back to his true freshman year at, at, at UNC. Like we knew he was an elite passer. And so he added some mobility to his game as he progressed um, throughout college. And uh, he, he's shown that a little bit at times this year, but yeah, he's, he's fun for fantasy, but I, I do doubt uh, where things are going because that organization is just a dumpster fire. So um, yeah, that's my worry, but I, I would say it's fairly easy actually for me between Goff and Love. Like, like Goff's not old. Like it's just like I'm fine with like he's gonna be around for a long time and he's producing. And uh I think like ever we're just hoping that love, you know, ever you know reaches the point that he's where Goff is consistently. And right. I I Wait, love what's your one, two, three order. Goff, love, how okay. Just wanted to make sure that I had that right. Okay. So I had love howl golf. You guys had me now, you have me a little nervous. <laughs> uh and it's probably why should I have ever ranked a Washington player above anybody else? Of course, but uh, I love that <laughs> John was the one person to put a commander not last. Year. Yeah, I, I did. I, I put a commander not on the bottom, and it feels weird. But I, you guys are right, and maybe the concern. Maybe I should have more concern. I thought Howell's been doing you know well enough to at least mm -hmm. get another year, but Washington does have the fourth pick now, like. They have lost four in a row, <laughs> so I didn't realize they've moved that far in that direction. The fourth pick, that's 
that probably is a very risky area. Yeah. That's a shame. Especially like, with I mean, Arizona at three. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they their, out, their outlook looked a lot different at four and five, I guess, than it does at four and nine. Yeah, it really um, just depends on how things finish because it, it really is shaping up to look like there's going to be three solid quarterback prospects yeah. that are worthy of first round pick. And so they if they don't hit on one of those, he probably gets another swing. Yeah. All right. So and, we got we got to hope for Washington to win a couple of games. To yes. Yeah. If you're believing in how. Yeah. I think I'm still going to go. I mean, I'll leave my order how I had it. Love how golf. But uh, I, you guys, you guys definitely made me like them like my order less as you spoke so um yeah hopefully hell isn't isn't gone hmm. i really hope he, he was he was a, he got he became a hot trade commodity early in the season when the season started i think there were a lot of people looking to go for him that maybe we should have been going for jordan Long. and i had it either he had a rough middle of the season so oh man he fell all the way to qb8 in points per game this is a tier of quarterback that I just don't have a lot. And <clears throat> the reason is what we're about to talk about. But I either pay way up, just pay the price and have the really good quarterbacks, or I don't pay anything and I play uh that guy from the Giants, uh, whatever is you know, DeVito. Yes, yes, Russ, you're doing the thing that has become super annoying on Twitter already. Uh <laughs> I can enjoy the Taylor Swift because everybody hates Taylor Swift. I I can hate what everybody enjoys because I don't know. I don't find it as entertaining. As everybody else, man, I guess. It. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, yeah, grumpy old man. Um, all right. So, but this is the reason I don't think I have love because I compared them to each other position. So I'm going to, we're going to do real quick, this or that. These are the same value in the calculator. Well, real Jordan quick, Lowe, before you jump into that, like you, I know what you're saying and I completely agree with you, but this is the level of players you get before the season and they turn into this is like, like this reason I have so much Howell is because I got him before the season because I thought, right. that, well, not QB three, QB eight that he's been, but like I believe to be a solid QB two. Like this isn't usually the level of QB you go out and trade for. It's the ones you trade for, and then they build into this. Correct. Right, and when I have them, I will move them then. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I can, I can move them for another quarterback and a pick, or if I can shift to directly one of these players, I feel insanely yeah. good about it. So. Jordan Love or Jameer Gibbs? That's the running back that comes up at the same value. Um, I, it's really just hard to pick a running back, but I Gibbs is doing really, really. Well. I, I, I don't. Like I would. Him. I would I value like Gibbs. Gibbs over Love. Over Love. Hey, I would too. I would take Gibbs for sure. Same. Jordan Love versus Chris Olave. That's not cool. I mean, I mean, definitely, Olave. definitely Olave. Like it's not even a hard decision for me. No, you know? Absolutely, Olave. Jordan Love or Dalton Kincaid? This one's a little bit sketchier I'll, for I'll me. I'll take Love. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Have, yeah. I, yeah. I if, if it's Let not. Me, yeah. So I I would probably want Love there, but let me give you the tight ends that are actually. So, like I said, Jordan Love was twenty nine point six. Dalton Kincaid comes in at twenty nine. Mark that is Andrews. really high. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. Mark Mark Andrews currently coming in at 28. Like, I would take Mark Andrews over Jordan Love. Yeah. Trey McBride comes in in between those two at 28.8. Uh, like, I, I might have thoughts of Trey McBride because I really like what he's done lately. Um, Same. Same. But, uh, 
like Kincaid and Kincaid and McBride don't feel like players I would definitely take over love, but I would think about it depending on my roster makeup. Andrews, I would definitely take over love. Same here. I, w- I would as well. Him. Sounds like I mean we're we're pretty close to on the same page in in this regard with this with this cross positional thing. Like I yeah. So the thing with Kincaid is ever since let's just say it ever since Dawson Knox got hurt it's not really ever since his elevation ever since his his coming onto the scene it's ever since Dawson Knox got hurt again in 0.75 premium because that's pretty much all I play so that's all I really have in front of me I mean he's averaging 17 points per game he's the tight end seven like I just feel like a QB 12 is more valuable and more important than a tight end seven so that that's why I yeah Yep, agreed. And I guess a lot of a lot of the value is is kind of assumed that he's going to continue an upward tra- trajectory to where like he might be a top three tight end or something. And I'm just not. I've never been there with that kind of projection with with Kincaid. So that's already kind of baked in. I don't really like that. Yeah, same. Alrighty. So that's Jordan Love. We haven't talked about him in a long time. I think we've tangentially hit him yes. several times. So I was curious, and I think this is probably why we haven't because. We're all like, yeah, like he's good for what he is, but I think all of us, it sounds like, would move on from him at his current value. But we don't mind having him on our having him on our team if we got in cheap and now he just happens to be there. Yeah, I, I feel safer about his long term now than I did like halfway through the season. Like he's doing pretty well, of course, having an ugly game this past week. He's QB twelve in points per game and trade addict scoring, which is I know is a little more friendly to quarterbacks. So maybe it's a little different for your leagues, but it's okay, but again, it's not something I'm going to want to pay the price for now. And he's I have better zero. than a lot of really bad quarterbacks. He's better than a lot of really bad quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, so that is it for quarterback. That's it. All right, That's so it. Travis, you have wide receiver. Who are we talking about? We're talking about not Tyreek Hill, but his teammate. Yeah, I'm very glad we are talking about this because yeah, I have worries. Yeah, I mean, and it's like. I still don't have worries. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really worried, but it is interesting just looking at how his usage has kind of changed over the, the course of the three years that he has been in Miami. It's like each individual year is its own distinct, unique role that he has to play. His first season, like his dot was, you know, it was like, yeah, it was like negative 27 yards. It was. Yeah. And uh, he was but he was getting a lot of yak and it was cool. He still, you know, he wasn't super efficient, but he, you know, like ha- half a dozen touchdowns despite a bunch of not downfield kind of work. Uh, and then last year, like they really opened it up. He was pressing downfield. He averaged almost 18 yards per reception. It was, wow. it was, I mean, it was way different. His slot rate was cut in half. So he's lining up in different spots than he was uh, as a rookie. He clearly was like fully integrated into the offense last year. And of course they, they changed how they operated uh, a year ago, but this year, uh, his efficiency measures are just a, a, a shade below what they were. His yak numbers are down. His, his yards per route run numbers are okay, but like his average depth of target again has has plummeted a little bit by uh, like over two yards, I believe, versus last year, which is pretty significant. So where he's getting targeted uh, is just by by very nature just a little bit less valuable. And his target volume overall has taken a slight dip in terms of his per game number. So like his air yard share is worse than it was. Um, and his efficiency with the ball in his hands after the catch has suffered a tad. And on top of that, he's not catching as many touchdowns. So it's 
and, and it's not like it's it's majorly bad you know it's 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 awful like it's still like seven seven targets a game or something like that you know just to shade over that depending on the source you trust with targets and whether it's actually targeted versus like a throwaway over his head um but it's, it's just it is a little bit worrisome given what you have to invest in him where he ranks versus other wide receivers especially and so where he's valued and we'll get to that but where he's valued in terms of rookie picks for next year is right smack dab in between the 1.05 and the 1.06 his value on the calculator is 26 the 1.05 is 27.5 and the 1.06 is 25 so he's right in between there so i kind of want to ask the question uh with both picks because i'm not sure if that changes things for you given where the implied tier break is with the uh the top three quarterbacks and marvin harrison jr so i'll start with the six uh, first, and we'll work our way up here. Jalen Waddle or the 1.06 for next spring. So pick easy. Give me, give me, give me Waddle. <laughs> yeah, uh, the answer is Waddle to me, but also I do love this because we're talking Brock Bowers, or like most likely we're talking Brock Bowers or wide receiver two, which at this point you make it seem like it's Malik Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is super super interesting, and you're going to find a lot of people after this season who will take the picks without thinking about it. Waddle's wide receiver 24. He's been, he's never lost you a game, hasn't won you any games. So it's it's a very rough situation to someone where we had at like wide receiver six-ish, where that's definitely gonna tumble a bit. But I definitely have faith in the talent of the player. And I think next year we won't see the pure Tyreek Hill show. Like I think after like week three, they're just like, yes, Tyreek, let's go let you break every single record whatsoever. Like it seems like they're trying two feet Tyreek Hill. And honestly, like their offense hasn't been great since week three. So like, I, I, I think things can and should change a little bit for next season. So I'm still in on Waddle and I will take the player. I know the player we've seen be great over guys who should be great. They could okay. turn into Jalen Waddle. They could turn into Jalen Waddle. <laughs> could be a boat. Yeah, could for be. real. Um, so yeah. So even with the 1.05 still, Still doing well. Same. Same. Yeah. I'll still take Waddle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just just so we know though, like that is probably depending on how you know most reflex drafts go and where the capital is probably going to go with the top three quarterbacks. It's probably going to be some mix of Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. And then you know at the five you're looking at Brock Bowers, who probably will be valued similar to Kyle Pitts, how he was when he came out. Uh, or Malik Neighbors, who's probably going to be a top 10 pick himself. Very curious to see what Brock Bowers' value is, to see if people are willing to redo the Kyle Pitts value after what happens with Kyle Pitts, which again... Yeah, because he's actually a better prospect. It out to be. He's actually a better prospect. Yeah, but like... Which is I, I And yes, I... I, I but I, I understand that, but I'm just very curious if we're, as a community, yeah. willing to bolster up a tight end again after what happened and especially after seeing uh laporta around two tight end yeah. blow up like he did i'm very curious to see what his action what browers at wow bowers actually values around yeah i mean because like the the projection and expectation will be that he's going to come in and be better than what we just saw sam laporta do if the falcons draft brock bowers we riot that's all i say <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh man! Remember, they're they're a possible playoff team, so uh, they won't be anywhere yeah. near 
where now granted they could also end up being uh currently slated for 11th pick 11 yeah but so they that, could end they're they're playoff. that's possible they, they could be playoff bound in the nfc south so mm-hmm. they will not be anywhere near where they could get brock numbers hopefully i'm yeah. still i'm still taking waddle yeah. okay i i think i think i do as well but man Knowing how both Malik Neighbors and Brock Bowers are going to be valued, um, the 1.05 certainly makes it interesting uh, for me. So. Well, so here's real quick. Okay, so there, here's the top 10 draft order right now. Bears, Patriots, Cardinals, Washington, Chicago, Las Vegas. I switched to cities. Uh, Jets, Giants, Tennessee, Chargers, Atlanta. That's the top mm-hmm. 11. Does, yep. And you said Neighbors has a chance at going top 10. Right now, yeah, neighbors is the consensus like eighth overall. Bowers is like sixth like, by the mock draft data. Like those specific teams, and even the teams after that, New Orleans, Seattle, LA, I guess feels nicer. But like no, no teams there are you're like, yes, a wide receiver landed there. So so that's I think will maybe lessen the excitement on neighbors, but I mean, of course, if he ends up with the Chargers, that's always going to be fun, even though people are going to be stupid and be down on Herbert after this year. But that's yeah. wrong. Okay. I was just I was just curious if it was, you know, sounds like you guys are both firmly pick. I think it's very, very close for me, but it's okay. I think I'd probably just just barely lean Waddle, but I think it's going to be a toss-up one. Once, once we get close to the realization of, like, okay, we, we know these, we, you know, who these names might be. Um, you know, and really there's a chance that somebody reaches uh for something else and you know you could end up with one of the quarterbacks or something weird at the five, you know. I don't know. So it's just it, it is interesting where he's situated pick-wise in the calculator right now. Uh, but beyond just the picks, I do have a longer list than three. Sorry. So, no um so I, I do have actually uh five. Uh, I think one might be I just want to have a conversation about how close it is, maybe. But I'll start with uh, obviously Jaden Waddles and uh, Jalen Waddle. I was so used to saying Jaden Daniels. Jalen Waddle uh, is in the mix, and then uh, Chris Olave, and then we have Michael Pittman. I love that he's up here. Okay, Devontae Smith, and Brandon Ayuk. Mm, well, I think there's an obvious five. Yeah, and it makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that? Ayuk. John? Ayuk. Ayuk's the obvious five. He, I had such high hopes. He came into the season doing great. He had a lot of mediocre, but like the past three games, Debo Samuel's been doing far too well for Ayuk to be able to do the greatness that he should be able to. And the Purdy Ayuk connection was so strong, and it just isn't panning out just how well I liked, but they do still have a great schedule the rest of the season. I mean, he I think just he's like honestly have... a different tier for me. Ayuk's a different tier. The other four are all in a tier together at this it point. It makes me which... so happy that Pittman's up there. Now. I know. It like, it forever. definitely – he is four. For me, I'll just give my list then. So, yeah, Pittman yeah. is four on my list, but I think he is actually now within that tier of what I have, Olave one, Devin, Devonta Smith two, Waddle three, um, which is definitely a change for me because it was Waddle over Devonta Smith for a pretty long time for me. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I th- 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 that group of three is like a group of three that I just absolutely love. Yep. So 
Pittman being even close to them, I, you know, I'm looking forward to what Indianapolis does. I hope Anthony Richardson can perform as well throwing the ball to Pittman as Gardner Minshew. But he did do well no, with the games with he Richardson. He did. So, like, I'm not super worried that he'll be a part of a good part of the offense going forward. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a pretty clear tier of four for me. Who how it ranks and who is fifth? I have the same order as John, and the only one I struggled with was Devonta and Waddle, and it's because they're both wide receiver twos on their team. Same. And the, the the reason I put Devonta above Waddle, and I do really love both of them is because there are games where AJ Brown can still do really well but but Devonta, where he disappears too and Devonta Smith is the guy. Yeah. Um, so like that's Devonta, that's what broke the tie for me. Uh Philly spreads the ball around better than yeah. Miami does and that's what did that's really what made me put Devonta above Waddle. I I legitimately though they're two of my favorite wide receivers but yeah, yeah I'll put yeah. Devonta above them. Makes me feel better that in the rookie draft, I literally drafted zero Jalen Waddle because they were right next to each other. It was it was Devonta and Waddle, and I always drafted Devonta first. So now that I finally put Devonta above him, I feel a little better. It's <laughs> I will do anything to make myself feel good, and that that's it right there. You know, my my two years ago, three years ago draft strategy is finally paying off. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So the uh, the calculator. Um, I was just curious how close. Sounds like you guys are. I guess my my question with the you know like the the, the tier and how like what a gap there is before I get to my five. I, I have Chris Olave as my one in this mix, um, but is there a big gap there between those guys? Well, For me to get Chris Ayuk? Olave and the rest. Um. No. Um. There used to be uh, before this season. There was. Well, actually, before the season, Olave and Waddle were very close to each other. There was a small tier gap for me for Devonta. And then there was a big tier gap for Pittman and Ayuk. Like, they were probably in the 20s uh, for a lot of people. And, I, you know, the hype on Ayuk at the beginning of the season, and Michael Pittman, who turned into the stud wide receiver in Indianapolis, regardless of who the quarterback is, I love that it finally pushed him up a bunch. But right now, Olave not being the stud we wanted to even though he's been mostly very solid and it really just depends on car more than anything right. else if olave does well yeah that or was, that was he's kind of fallen concern. to that to the rest of that group okay to get to get from Pittman to olave you would probably have to give me like the 204 to 206 so like hmm. a mid Thought second okay to get from devonta smith or jalen waddle to olave you could probably convince me if he gave me the 201. Like, I'd probably be okay with that. To get from Ayuk to Olave, you'd have to give me a first. So, like, yeah, that's kind of the gap. It, it's, it, it's, I, it is a significant gap, but it's not like a huge gap that's insurmountable. Okay. <laughs> Make sense. Yeah. I was just, I was just curious because I know that the perception, I even, I mean, I was very high on Olave coming in. I, he has disappointed given my expectations in the preseason uh, for sure, for sure. Well, like based on where he could have gone, I think, I mean, he's still, I mean, he's still 23 and he's very, very good. 
And uh, if they, you know, you can have more consistent quarterback play. I think he give us Jameis. I don't even want consistent quarterback. I just want a quarterback that doesn't care. Just, that just yeets the ball. Just like yes, <laughs> give me Jameis because it'll make Olave awesome. Uh, I mean, no. wide receiver twenty-one. Like he is wide receiver yeah. points per game. Twenty is Devonta. Twenty-one is Olave. Twenty-four is Waddle. Uh, like they're, I, I mean, Pittman's. And hey, where's where's Ayuk? By the way, he's higher. Um, Exactly, and you guys are like, yeah, uh, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's bad. Yeah, he's bad. Like, no, um, I didn't. I never said he's bad. Like, I, I, I play all four, all four, all five of these guys, and yeah. I happily check the box. I don't look to see if there's somebody else that I should be checking the box over any of these guys. Like, they're all very easy plays. Do you yep. do you guys have a lot of Ayuk? Yep, not as much as I wanted. Honestly, like coming into the season, I wanted to go strong in Ayuk, and I got a couple, but not as much as I wanted. I have, a, I have a, I have a, these five receivers make up a lot of my team. Like they're, they're yeah. definitely on a lot of my teams. Um, many, many, this, is, this is kind of just the level of wide receiver I hit because of what happens in auctions. I end up being able to get these guys versus paying up for quarterbacks and stuff like, uh, and I just, you know, I mean, these guys all would come in close to a similar value to Jordan love. Like who the hell am I going to want in that situation? I'm going to want the wide receiver. And yeah. I'll punt quarterback. Like, yeah. And to put it so, in, sorry. I, no, my style just leads me to being in, in, at this level of wide receiver. I don't have a lot of Justin Jefferson. I don't have a lot of Jamar Chase because they end up getting too expensive. Yep. But when I get that, like, I will stockpile wide receiver twos and happily play a bunch of wide receiver twos over paying to have a wide receiver one. Yeah, and to put it in like snake draft, rookie draft terms, well, I guess rookie drafts aren't snake. So, you know, to put it in straight draft terms, like these all the guys we're talking about were like 108s and later. Like, so these are players you drafted when you made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You know, Olave was probably the earliest around a 107, but Mm -hmm. um, Waddle, Smith and Waddle were 10 and 11. Um, Ayuk and Pittman were early seconds. Like, so these guys weren't drafted at the beginning of rookie drafts. Like, these were guys, again, like we were talking about with Love and, and Howell, these guys that you went for when they were a little less than what they are now because hopefully you believed in them and weren't just trapped into taking them. But, like, you believed in them, and then they produced. They succeeded. I also don't trade them away either. Like, I, I don't know why, but I – like, wide receivers, they just find their spot on their my roster, and they stick. I – I, every player is always tradable, but for I just hold wide receivers so much longer. I don't turn them over. I just play them until forever. So, like, as soon as I get these guys on my roster, I'm like, all right, good. I've got them until I until they're done playing. Like, so very. I rare. don't. Ha- I don't have to think about it. Uh, they're always going to have the right value and points. Like, wide receivers are just fun. All right, so Travis, we need your list. What do you got? So, um, I actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to not help the listeners. I'm going to be completely different from you guys. Sorry. Uh, so I, That's I actually, good. I don't help some other, some don't somebody. somebody else. Yeah. Because there's going to be somebody in your league that sees things the way that I do maybe, you know? So, uh, the bottom for me is actually, uh, Michael Pittman and I'll get into why in just a moment. Uh, and then stepping up from there is Devonte Smith. Uh, and then my middle wide receiver in this crew is Brandon Ayuk. And then Jaden, keep on doing it. Jalen, <laughs> Jalen Waddle, uh, and then there is a little bit more of a gap for me uh, to get up to the one spot in this tier or this conversation to Chris Olave because I still am a firm believer 
that if he does ever have a consistent quarterback play, he's, he's going to be a freaking stud for a very long time. And I think he already kind of is and has been. So Olave is going to be in that um, kind of tier one in this group. Uh, Jalen Waddle and Ayuk are very close for me. Uh, and then there's another group at the bottom with, uh, and, and it's not like any of these players are bad. It's just like, is this how I group them? Devontae Smith and Michael Pittman. So with Pittman, um, he's had, what, what's amazing about him is he's he's actually been the second most targeted wide receiver in the NFL this year. And so the opportunity has been phenomenal. And he's uh, cashed in and has produced uh, pretty solid numbers this year. Going to be basically his best year, and you know he hasn't had a bunch of touchdowns, but he's already up to like almost 140 targets through what like 13 games, which is pretty incredible. However, he's not actually been very efficient with that volume, and you can say it's because of the quarterback. Um, but it's probably going to be a, a, a similar issue next year, even when Anthony Richardson comes back, because he's going to be in kind of like basically his do over rookie year so he's not going to have uh, perfectly efficient we can't just assume he's going to have perfectly efficient um you know quarterback play uh, even next year even if he has a lot of volume so we're seeing probably the most targets he's ever going to have in his entire career this year because he's already on he's on page for like 180 or something kind of crazy um and he still is is not i think we might be seeing the absolute peak of what he's ever going to be and so that's that's kind of what i i think with him i i, I worry he did he just needs more volume and has so uh, for his entire career to uh, put up kind of crazy numbers. So that that's kind of why I have him at the bottom. I mean, he's still very, very, very good. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I, I just worry about his reliance on volume. And you compare that to the player that is in, in a tier with him, who's had like 40 fewer targets, Devontae Smith, that is. Uh, and they don't have uh, very different uh, fantasy outcomes this year in terms of overall fantasy points, um, you know, his actual receiving yards. Uh, Devontae Smith has actually more touchdowns. Uh, they're very similar to me. Uh, I mean, completely different players, completely different body types. But um, in terms of where I would rank them um, and where they project, I think moving forward, usage-wise and uh, fantasy points-wise, I think they're very similar. Ayuk, you know, we we, we talk about how his, um, you know, when Debo's returned, it hasn't been crazy. But like, still, since Debo's returned, like he's he's caught a couple of touchdowns mm-hmm. last week. He still had nine targets and yeah. uh, caught, you know, almost over 120 receiving yards. So like, I don't know. Like he's in five weeks in a row still. I don't know six weeks in a row still. He's either had had at least 100 re- receiving yards or a touchdown. Like so, I I still very firmly believe that Ayuk is always pretty much ranked a tier below where he should be by consensus. And so that's why, to me, he's up there right next to Jalen Waddle, who I have questions on in terms of his usage. Um, and so he's kind of in, in the middle of the tier for me. I I don't think you go wrong with any of these wide receivers, though. So yeah. it, it's a fun group to talk about for sure. It is. Speaking of fun groups to talk about, let's talk tight ends. Yeah, transition. Um, so I also, by the way, cheated and pulled two lists, one of just the tight ends and one tight end amongst other <laughs> positions because – Chances are, if you're trading for a tight end right now, you aren't trading tight end for tight end. Um, and let's let's talk about the tight ends three right now, and that's Evan Engram. Mm. And I love it. Um, Evan Engram is again one of those players that I went heavy on before this before this season. Like if teams where I didn't have Kelsey, I went and got Engram because I didn't want to pay up for anyone besides Travis Kelsey. Um, Travis Kelsey, still the tight end one, by the way, just to throw that out there. It's just only by one and a half points per game instead of six. 
Um, so Evan Engram comes in at the 110. So pretty much you're a playoff team. You're you're strong. You're competing. Do you send your first to get Evan Engram to shore up your team? I don't, but I am very high on Ingram in general, typically, uh, versus my league mates I've found because uh, I've been able to acquire him in other ways. Um, I don't think I've actually ever had to had to move like a first for him. Like I think right now he's kind of reached peak peak value, um, and he's you know twenty nine, and so I, I don't know. I think I just I I would try to acquire somebody else probably <laughs> if I, I if I absolutely had to. Last week, I got an offer for a team that mine that just missed the playoffs. Someone sent me a 25 third for Evan Engram. That did not get done. Just oh my gosh. a 2025 third. That's just a slap in the face. Somebody I, reached through the internet with a white glove and smacked you across the face with it. I was that challenged offer. to a duel, so I absolutely sent that exact complete 180 of an offer of like a first plus. <laughs> and of course, that was quickly rejected. Yeah. Um, what about you, John? I'm going to need a little more detail on my team situation. Who am I starting at tight end? Like, was That's... I severely disappointed that I lost that, that Taysom Hill was out this weekend and like, Oh God, now I'm looking at Joan Johnson as my villain. I have that scenario somewhere, Russ, and it's very annoying. Yes. Um, I, because I, Mark I Andrews is hurt, it, but Taysom Hill was filling in fine. Taysom Hill was out. I had to play Jawan Johnson. Um, I still have my 2024 first in that particular league. I'm on bye this week, though, so I don't have to do it yet. Um, I might see if Taysom Hill comes back. I mean, he should, right? Like, his injury wasn't anything significant. I believe so, it was not. So I'm probably safe to have Taysom Hill in week 16 when I need him. I mean, otherwise, literally, I, I was looking at – I started Juwan Johnson. Like, that was unpleasant. Um, yep. Unpleasant. Am I starting Tanner Hudson? Who I don't even hate starting him. I don't feel terrible. Uh, but I have started him on way too many teams because Mark Andrews got hurt. Yep. Um, I am at that point of the year. Look, when it comes to be week 16, I have two weeks to go. And I am seeing this massive hole in my lineup at the tight end spot. I probably give it. I probably give my 2024 first. I know at that point it's the worst, the 109. And there's a chance it's the 111. There's a chance that it's the 112 and I win. And I might be winning because it was Evan Ingram. Just like pushing it, just putting it out there. Christian Kirk putting up points. For a game and a half, the last two weeks, Evan, Christian Kirk has been hurt okay. for a game and a half. Evan Ingram's last two games in 0.75 premium, twenty nine point nine five and forty point seven five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, he finally three, he finally found the end zone. Finding yeah, the end zone makes a big difference. Yeah, three touchdowns in the last two weeks, and he hadn't done it in what the previous ten or eleven. Yeah. <laughs> almost like out. a regression, yeah. something like that. Um, so you know. It's not something I will want to do, um, but I am willing to send that 2024 first at this point in that scenario. Like, if I feel comfortable at tight end, God, no. Why would I do that? Yeah, no. But if I am in the position where, look, I know I am giving up 
just a massive, massive advantage to my opponent in a week where I have to win to make money. Yeah, I'd probably give it then for Evan Ingram. It is hard to hard to pay. I'd rather do it in any other way. I'd rather give a second plus some player that might have a future value to the other team. You know, if I could sell that some young player, something like that. Um, I'd rather do that, but when it comes down to it, I give it. Yeah, yeah. like this is what you've been holding on to with to your first four. Yep. You find that advantage to win and 18 points per game in a onesie position. Is, is that advantage? It's a lot. Yeah. yeah right, I think so, my only issue is this, we're just kind of buying like peak peak value based off what, what happened. So. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Pay, I'm paying full hard. blown retail, and I know. Yeah. I mean, as a playoff team, you're paying a premium anyway. You're paying yeah. that I want to win tax, and yep. everyone out there, you should be paying that. So yeah, yeah, when like when it seems like someone who's not in the playoffs is overcharging you, you're, you're gonna if you want to win, you're gonna have to pay for it. That that's just the way it is i'm a firm believer in charging it which means when i when it comes to me having to pay it i suck it up and i pay it sucks, yep. but you know I do it so my my first list is just the tight ends and it's four players it is evan engram dallas goddard george kittle and cole Komet. who was the third one george kittle Mm, oh, I met you had on there somewhere. Evan Engram, Dallas Goddard, George Kittle, Cole Komet. So this is pretty easy for me to rank out. Mine, mine still goes Kittle, Goddard, Ingram, Komet. Um, I, I I'm just not going to be sold on Komet. I'm never going to feel comfortable putting any kind of value invested to then have to start him. I don't feel bad in starting any of the other three and I would invest to start any of the three over the next two or three weeks. Like hopefully just two weeks. Hopefully I get a buy. <laughs> but uh, if I had to start one, if I had to pick a tight end to start for the next three weeks, there's three of them here that I am happy to start. And one of them that I feel like I've wasted investment. So I go Kittle Ingram Goddard, big tear break commit. Yeah. Big tear break. I like that. Yeah. Um, I was surprised at the height of Komet's value, which is the only reason he's on this list in general. Um, Komet is actually right next to um, Engram, wow, I just completely blanked on the player we're talking about uh, <laughs> in, in value. So, like, I I get it. He's he's done well whenever Fields is on the on the field this season, but I still think that, like all like like you said, it's not something you trust. It, it's not something we're used to seeing. It's not something that's really firmly believed in. But the fact that he's 0. 0.3 points in the calculator off of off of Engram to me was just interesting. Yeah. I think that's just like, Hey, he's still like 24, 25, you know? And, and so we're just getting Goddard below them both, by the way. Um, yeah. That, that's a little, little decently, but yeah. 16.1 for commit 14.7 for Goddard. Nope. My list actually surprised me. Um, I have Engram first, Goddard second, Kittle third, Komet fourth. So yeah, I, I figured Komet was going to be at the bottom of all this for us, but I wanted to just just in case. Um, 
I really like the offense. I, I've, I mean, I, I firmly believe the Jaguars offense can still keep getting better. Like I, I, Trevor Lawrence has at this point proven his grit by playing this week and playing through what was an awful game at times and still, you know, keeping his team in it and putting up fantasy points, which is what we really care about in the long run. And I think even with a healthy Kirk, Ingram is a very strong part of that offense. And again, it came down to the fact that he wasn't catching touchdowns and he usually does. I put Goddard second, like Goddard and Kittle are right next to each other for me. They both to me have similar floors and similar ceilings. Goddard's just younger, but Kittle has a more, like every once in a while it disappears even more than Goddard does. And that's really what it is. Even though I think Kittle might have the higher ceiling overall, but I'll play a little bit safer and take Goddard uh, and then commit way last. So the players I have next are Nico Collins, Evan Engram, Rasheed Rice, Brian Robinson, and Javante Williams. <laughs> so uh, I tried to keep this a little, all the players on a little bit of the younger side, having a little bit of upside because let's face it, like we said, we're playing, we're paying a little bit of a premium on Engram. We're paying someone that needs to, that has shown they're going to score points or shown that they have a future pretty much Rasheed Rice coming on pretty strong in the usage department lately. Yeah. Um, so I thought this was an interesting group that are all scored ranked. I should say very closely on the calculator. So Nico Collins, Rashi Rice, Javante Williams versus Brian and Brian Robinson versus, versus Evan Ingram. Okay. For me, I mean, let's just do it one at a time. I mean, we don't need to actually order them. Hmm. So okay. would you trade Nico Collins for Evan Ingram? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think so. Rashi Rice? Yes. No, I wouldn't. I don't think I would right now. It could. I, I don't know if this is real or not, but if he finishes the season just getting eight to ten targets a game, that is enough for the hype to take off. Yeah, and, exactly. and to keep his value that high, even if he doesn't keep putting up twenty fantasy points. Um, then again, if I'm in the situation where, like, let's say I'm with John and Taysom Hill is like announced out for the season, yeah, I'll send Rice to go get Engram. It's but it's not something I want to do. But I think it's something I would do in some cases. Um, I mean, I'm not paying the 110 for any of the players on this list, except for Ingram at this point. Like, I'm not sending my late 2020. So for me, this is this was easy because I'm not giving my 2024 first for Nico Rice, Brian Robinson, or Javante. Like, yeah, but no, I I'm think not doing that for any of them. Have to, yeah. I mean, for Rice, <laughs> I think you have to send a first at this point. I don't. I don't think you're getting him for seconds anymore. Yeah. Nico Collins might be that now because he sort of pushed his way up and then tank Dell's ascension sort of pushed him down a little bit. Um, but are either of you taking the running backs over Evan Engram? Nope. Javante Williams is close, but no, uh, Brian Robinson, definitely not. But, um, yeah, they're, they're close, but, uh, no, I think the only one I would, I would go for over Ingram on this list is Rashi Rice. And I think that's because of where his value will be this off season. Once people really break it down. And I know that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is not, having the best year this year, but he's still Patrick Mahomes and people are going to remember that. And, uh, like, wait, 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 we just saw Rashi Rice be like their, you know, wide receiver one down the stretch and yep. Travis Kelsey's already, you know, he's going to be wait 35 next year. What? And so, um, yeah, I think people are going to go in 
with Rashi Rice being valued way, way higher than he currently is in the offseason. And so for me, uh, yeah, I'd prefer that. But actually, none of these players, I don't think I would prefer the – I think I'd prefer the 110 over all of them, including Rice. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, QB 10 at 21.6 points per game, and he's just trash, right? Trash? Yep. Clearly. Yeah, And I will say it's it's basically just for those unfamiliar with this class who haven't been listening to what we've already been saying is I'm just very high on like the top, I don't know, seven plus wide receivers that are coming out this year. Plus, you know, all you know, who could who else could drop to you at the 110. So I don't know. It, it's close, but I'm, I'm very excited for us to hit the actual non-point scoring season, so we could just sit back and let Travis talk, and I could learn things. I'm very, very. Some excited. of us have playoffs to play first, Russ. I yeah, said playoffs play. Let's, just, not, get, let's not skip that. Look, just because I'm bad at fantasy football and you're good at it, it doesn't mean I can't be excited for this. <laughs> These next few weeks are pretty exciting to some of us. This is where we make money. Exactly. This, this is yeah, what we play for. For me, I didn't watch football this week. I couldn't do it. I was, I was too nervous. Um. But on that note, we are closing down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Travis May at FF underscore Travis. Mann.